With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Athletic. Totally Football Show. Today, fringe players assemble. It's the FA Cup third round. We're looking forward to the return of the Weird Time Derby. Spurs trying to rekindle cup magic. And Arsenal-Liverpool, plus holders Manchester City in a fixture they once scored 10 goals in. All that and more in this Road to Neasden special Totally Football Show. Thursday the 4th of January 2024 and it's beginning to feel a lot like FA Cup third round weekend. Woohoo! Duncan Alexander, Charlie Eccleshare and Adrian Clark are here with us. Hello, Hello everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. Happy New Year. Mm, Happy FA Cup one. third round weekend to all who celebrate. How do you mark <laughs> FA Cup third round weekend, Adrian? What kind of <laughs> traditions do you have? Uh, I don't have a tradition. No. Um, I, I played in it and I was yeah. slightly scarred by it. Really? Yeah. Why were you slightly scarred by it? One of my games was... Is that the Sheffield United Sheffield one? United, yeah. I missed a couple of good cool. chances. A couple of good chances. Went a begging. Oh. Played quite well, but I yeah. missed a few chances. And Nobody then we talks about that. Hey. No. Miss a few chances. Yeah. And, you know, and then it went to a replay and we lost. <gasps> so... Wow, Adrian. Well, um... Sorry to bring the FA Cup up then, but it's <laughs> very much on the <laughs> agenda. It's a trigger warning. <laughs> today. Duncan, you've got unhappy... FA Cup memories as well. Have I? And fresh ones, because your you're lot Wickham uh, got yeah. done in round two by Sutton United. What's going on there? Yeah, not not good. Home to a struggling League Two team um, and crashed out, yeah. Um, I kind of think my theory of the FA Cup is, obviously Wickham got to the semi-finals in 2001 and I think you have a certain amount of luck. I think Tottenham might have be ready for a for a run soon but mm. yeah I think we you know I kind of accept us being bad in the FA Cup for maybe 50 years because right. getting to the semis was such a overachievement you'd rather have that than just like a few fourth rounds yeah dotted around yeah. and you're off to Tottenham yourself Charlie as soon as we wrap this one up yes you'll yeah. have to have a pre-FA Cup clash with Burnley chat with Ange Postacoglu exactly yeah, yeah. Thursday ahead of a Friday night game yeah, uh, is it on Friday? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The right. Spurs Burnley games tomorrow night. Okay, what you get three questions? That's how it works. Yeah, about that. Yeah, tends okay. to be. So yeah, in an ideal. I mean, the big thing today is probably injuries. As so what you can ask him? Well, depends what's been used up already. But the big topics, uh, yeah. I guess, would be uh, injuries. Mm. Is is anyone going to be back? Mm. Uh, how seriously are you going to take the FA Cup? Because right, he heavily yeah. rotates for the Carabao, and that was. <laughs> Kind of the only time I think he's maybe been at odds with the fan base, uh, though he kind of explained why. And then I get you'd have to ask him, a kind of, what are your earliest memories of the FA Cup? Okay, nice. Yeah. And no doubt he'd have an amazing story yeah. uh, of kind of hunkered down in the middle of the night with his old man watching Liverpool or whoever it was. Uh, so yeah, I imagine we'll get some colour. Nice. Yeah, if somebody's asked those admittedly excellent mm. questions already, will you feel kind of morally obliged to come up with three new ones, or will you just go, no, I'm fine? Oh, definitely you feel morally obliged to come up with three questions. Right. Yeah, because it's, it's just like a good opportunity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, I, what, what game do you reckon he's going to... I think he's going to go either a, a Luton-Liverpool FA Cup game right. or the 88 uh, FA Cup final. That's my guess. Well, okay. he was so he's born in 65. Mm. So I think <laughs> it would be sort of mid-70s is most yeah, likely to be a kind of Sort of, of a, like a full-on West Ham, that kind of thing. Maybe final. the 77 Cup final against United. Could be, could be. So I, I remember there was one a few years ago where Mourinho uh, talked about, you know, his love for the FA Cup, and then we checked it, and we're like, the dates just didn't stack up. There was yeah. no way he could have been watching that game, and I think we had to check it. And it was like, oh no, 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 he meant another one. It wasn't just a kind of paying lip service to his love for the. What's FA your Cup. first? My, my, mine's the City Spurs, actually. That's City the Spurs. first memory of, of FA Cup final. Really, my, yeah, my classic, wasn't it? My first final. That I watched was the uh, Everton beating United Paul Rideout one. 
Um, Jeez. <laughs> I think the first third round I can remember oh, yeah. properly is probably Sutton beating Coventry. When was okay. that, 89? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's Dawson. And obviously Coventry had only been a couple of years since being FA Cup winners and they went to Sutton, we've already mentioned, but when Sutton yeah. had a, you know, they were a plucky non-league team rather than a struggling League Two team and uh, Gander Green Lane and then they beat top flight Coventry. Boom. I do remember as well in, in that 94-95 season, the semi-final between Everton and Spurs, which was the Daniel Amakachi mm. and they brought him on and he wasn't, I think he wasn't meant to go on. There was some misunderstanding. He went on and scored two goals uh, and it was part of Spurs's. It's, it is now part of Spurs' horrible run of FA Cup semi-finals. I think it's eight they've lost that they've been in in a row. Haven't been in a final since 91, Spurs. Mm. And at that time, they'd won more. By winning that, yeah. they'd won eight more than anyone else. And um, they were the FA Cup yeah. team, weren't they? That was what they did. What a shame. And, yeah. Now <laughs> it's, what, Arsenal got 14, is it? Arsenal won 14, yeah. So they're, they're, way, they're way off now. And it was going to be, that 94-95 was meant... To, United were also on eight. And if Spurs had beaten... Everton in that semi-final it was going to be them against United for time for nine. Yeah, the outright winners of the FA Cup. <laughs> Who can do it? But, but if Spurs score three goals against Burnley, mm. they'll go back into the lead as the all-time top scoring FA Cup team. So, Is that right, Duncan? Yeah, so they. Who's currently ahead of them? I can't remember. I think it's, really? Yeah, I can't remember. Maybe I'll put that to Ange. Mm. Yeah. What he does is he's got this thing where I mean, for, yeah, he kind of. Whatever you, he's quite a natural contrarian. Mm. So if you point something out to him, he'll sort of shoot you down. Right. So I imagine and if I did are say you that. a natural contrarian? <laughs> no, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, which is kind of like, yeah, look is every answer to the point I've now said when <laughs> yeah. we're transcribing it. Do we need to put the yeah looks, or couldn't that sort of be right. taken as read? But yeah, I might suggest that and see if he uh, if he says no. Actually, we're not. Uh, United have scored more than us. Boom. All right, well, that's Friday, isn't it? Not even the first game of this round, because there's one on Thursday tonight as we record. The fixtures then for this third round, 64 sides, of course, involved. There are 44 teams from the Premier League and Championship, 10 from League One, 6 from League Two, and four of your plucky non-leaguers, lowest place of which is Maidstone United, who are going to be... They're from the National League South these days. They're currently managed by George Elikobi. They are, they are. Um, gonna... Yeah, don't, don't know a great deal about the current Maidstone setup. No. It is an artificial pitch. Um, yeah, and they're playing one of my former clubs, aren't they? Stevenage. Stevenage. Yeah. And who are they currently managed by? Oh, Steve Evans. I know Steve him. Um, did you did you him, see his rant at the weekend? I did not. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he is a very unlikable kind of chap. Um, well. uh, you know he is. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> and, and Oh my goodness! He teed off off a long run about uh, Charles Breakspear, um, labelling him not a popular rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, labelling him rubbish on numerous occasions. The other three non-league clubs involved: oh, you've got Chesterfield, currently leading the National League. They're away at Watford. Aldershot, who've had quite a run of putting football league sides out, they will take on West Brom, uh, West Bromwich Albion away, and Eastleigh. Also from the National League, they're away at Newport. None of those games on TV, of course. But feel free to go along. Mm. Your broadcast fixtures, sorry, Adrian. I was going to say, West Brom, you might think they might be a bit nervous about this. You Do you know, think? You're hosting a, a non-league side, you know, you're there to be shot down. But shot got... down literally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I didn't even mean that. Um, but yeah, their last five home FA Cup games against non-league teams, aggregate score. 26-0. You're kidding. So, what, they're pretty good at this. Four? Yeah, they're very good. Wow. At seeing off the non-leaguers, so maybe the nothing baggies. to worry about. All right. Uh, now, the games that are going to be broadcast, Thursday and Friday, those Premier League ties, so the Spurs-Burnley game on Friday, and before that, on Thursday, Crystal Palace against Everton. They're both on ITV and... You know, various Everton other. who haven't won it since a young Charlie Ecosher sort of <laughs> pulled right out in his pump. Uh, on Saturday, also on ITV, you've got Sunderland Newcastle. That's a big one. Mm. That's a big one. Uh, also on Saturday and over on BBC, Borough, in the same neck of the woods, they take on Aston Villa. On Sunday, on the BBC, Arsenal Liverpool. 
And then on Monday, Wigan Athletic against Manchester United back on ITV. There's a couple of other Premier League ties. Brentford against Wolves. And the holders, Manchester City, will be hosting Huddersfield Town. Ooh. Adrian, you've clearly been through these 32 fixtures. <laughs> Which, what leaps out at you? Do you want to go straight on to Sunderland-Newcastle? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah that's the ju- right, I then. think that's the juiciest game. Juiciest. Mm. I hear you. Here we go. This is the Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Uh, sound there of a recent <laughs> Tyne Weird Derby. This is a Weird Tyne Derby. It's the first one in almost eight years. If you're Sunderland, what a time it is to mm. be facing your moneyed neighbours, Newcastle. Eddie Howe's side have lost five of their last six in the league. They also got knocked out of the Carabao Cup on penalties. They're conceding record XG as well. Not just the Liverpool game, but against pretty much everybody. 2.9 against Everton, 2.8 against Bournemouth, 4.4 against Spurs, 4.9 against PSG. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah, it's a, it's a dream uh, scenario for Sunderland. It is a really awful draw for Newcastle. Um, and we spoke earlier in the season about the importance of luck in football. And I do think, you know, things like cup draws, you know, when you're in that situation where already things aren't going for you and you just want a straightforward home draw... And then you get a tie like this. Um, it's really, I imagine, the last thing Eddie Howe would have wanted. It's a big test for them. And Sunderland will be relishing it. Right. The supporters as well will be relishing it, no? I mean, they'd rather have The Sunderland, Sunderland fans, certainly. I don't know if, well... Do you not think Newcastle fans would be... It's a long time since they've had a chance to do the But neighbors. when you're in terrible form and you mm. just need to pick me up, I don't know if they'll be, they'd be desperate for, to have this game. It's Maybe some They're a bogey team as well. Yeah. They've, won, they've not won Newcastle in the last nine Against really? Sunderland, so going back a long, long time. So, mm. so it's not a fixture they've got recent good memories from. What, what I'll say about Sunderland is they've got dangerous players in forward areas. Uh, Jack Clark is the main mm. man. Mm. I mean, I Formerly of Spurs. Yeah, but he found a manager in Tony Mowbray that got him and he has, he has elevated himself sort of from, you know, a decent championship level player to pretty much the best championship player under him. And of course, Mowbray recently got sacked. And Sunderland have dangled a new contract in front of him. And surprise, surprise, he said no. Because, you know, you got rid of the guy that that, that I really like working with. And I think a lot of Premier League clubs are interested in Jack Clark. 12 goals this season. I think with Trippier out, Liveramento will probably play there. That's that's the duel to look out for. Clark against Liveramento down that side. But he's not the only one. They've got some good young players. Also Joe Bellingham, no? Jude's brother. Yeah. He, He just turned 18 a couple of months back. And he's done pretty well. Yeah, yeah. He's, he scored four goals. Like a little bit like Jude Bellingham, they don't know where to play him. Mm. Is, is he a is he a number ten? Is he a midfielder? Is he a striker? They've used him in all of those positions, but I think he'll probably play um, as a number ten in this game. And yeah, look, he's got he, he's got a knack of popping up inside the box to to score goals. So yeah, look, it's, it's, a, it's a tough test for Newcastle. The fact that they fired Tony Mowbray and brought in Michael Beale, mm. the, the one who Rangers have binned off. Yeah. Okay. So um, the fact that all that happened, mm. are they not doing very well then? This no, well, they, they had a bad start. They they got uh, thumped, I think, at home to Coventry, and they were booed off the pitch. Which and he had to apologise after his first match in charge. <laughs> so zero honeymoon period for for Michael Beale. But since then they've recovered. They had a good win uh, against Preston last time out at home. So yeah, look, they're, they're in the playoffs. They're, they're, they're a solid team. They kind of can't keep any centre-backs fit. So they're a little bit weak at the back. But uh, they're good enough if they bring their A game to, to trouble Newcastle, for sure. Right. Should be quite an atmosphere there. I reckon. Even, the even for a 12.45. Yeah, it's a shame, yeah. isn't it? Oh, I mean, obviously. Right, yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, look out for Luke 9 as well, who's a good player. We've been filling in at centre-half. He uh, saved a dog recently. Was on he the saved beach. a dog? Yeah, and the dog was drowning. Labrador and he uh, pumped it until seawater emerged from said hound so uh, yeah a, a black cat but a dog hero <laughs> that's a beautiful, where, where did this that's a beautiful story uh, he was, he's like a passerby wasn't yeah, he like, right yeah he was just having a nice stroll on the beach he saw what a Labrador in, in difficulty yeah it was like How hello, did he observe that? Labrador in trouble <laughs> yeah uh, and then yeah I he mean, ran into the sea 
I think the, I think it maybe the dog had washed up onto the yeah. edge of the sea, but he was pumping, doing the old, you know. At wow. Wickham, he was. I remember Chloe interviewed him at Wickham, and I went. To, I had to do a scout report on him for for for, for a client, and. Um, so I followed him around for the day and he is the he's nicest man in the world. Like he's the sort that basically stops and signs autographs mm. and does selfies with every fan right. until basically, he, you know, they've all left. They ask him he's to an stop. interesting yeah. <laughs> guy, yeah. He can do, at Wickham there was a clip of him, he did a Rubik's Cube in like 20 seconds while juggling a football. Which again stop. Is, I mean, if you can combine that with and dog saving rescue. dogs. Sorry, so... Yeah, yeah. You he did a Rubik's that. cube in no, twenty no. seconds while juggling a football. Correct. Juggling the football with his feet. Yeah. So keep the uppies yeah, keep and while... saving a dog simultaneously. <laughs> no dog in that scenario. <laughs> That's extraordinary. Yeah. So you know, he might be the most multi-talented man in football. Could be. Yeah. yeah. That's mad. That's mad. Right. Did he know you were following him around when you said yeah. you're following around? Stalking, hiding in It was a funny story. It was, a slightly, amusing, it was a slightly amusing seriously. story because it was for a Singapore newspaper and he's half Singaporean. And the Singapore, um, they, they really wanted to uh, recruit him to play for the national team. Right. And at the time he was eager. He was an eager beaver to sort of partake in this interview and sell himself to the Singaporeans. Hmm. And uh, I, I, I filed a very positive scout report for them because he played well in the match that I saw and uh, they they offered him the chance to play for the national team uh, to which he he, he turned it down no. <laughs> because you have to commit full citizenship um, to Singapore to to represent the national team and none of us too were aware admin. none of us were aware of this at the outset <laughs> and that would have just caused too much hassle so okay. yeah there mm. you go wow alright Newcastle Sunderland who's got Sunderland Sunderland, Newcastle, I should say. Sunderland, Adrian, you. I'm going to go for a shock here. I think yeah. they're capable. Yeah. Don't know. I, I, do I think Newcastle might just about have enough. Mm. Okay, there's still replays, right? This year, there are the still replays in the third and fourth. There round. are, which I think is really interesting because I'm. I reckon. You know, we talked about Newcastle in the in when they were kind of will they go out of the Champions League, but they could stay in the Europa League, and mm. they just went hell for leather. I think I wonder if we might see some Premier League teams doing that this weekend because replays they just want to, to interrupt their win, with these winter breaks have been mm. so carefully planned they're so important I think you might see teams thinking sod this let's just either either lose or win basically but we do not want to replay if they don't win is how how will be under a bit of pressure from the from his own supporters won't he because at the moment the fans are totally on board with how aren't they aren't they I, don't, I mean I, I'm assuming they generally are. I think generally yeah. I think there is still a, yeah they think it's he, more he, like the owners might be a little bit wavery yeah I think that's probably the bigger concern yeah but you know going out of the cup if they go out and they and, you know it's kind runs. of limp despite, it's the kind of game that can change perceptions a local derby and that's why again I think it's just it's a really it's a big tough draw Ooh. all right. Uh, that's Newcastle's trip to Sunderland, which is Saturday lunchtime. The following day, the other standout fixture of this uh, third round, which is Arsenal-Liverpool. We'll get onto that next. For most of us, January means New Year's resolutions. But for the footballing world, January means one thing. Transfers. The window is back open and that sound you can hear is managers frantically compiling their wish lists and agents tapping on their phones trying to get a good deal, while the rest of us wait for the next David Ornstein newsflash. There's a lot going on and to stay on top of every move that matters, you need the Athletic Football Podcast. They were prioritising somebody like Mason Mount, Ilkay Gundogan was in the mix. Five days a week, we'll help you cut through the noise with the most reliable reporters in the industry. David Ornstein, Adam Crafton, Laurie Whitwell and many more will not only tell you what the deal is, but how it happened too. So make sure you don't miss a single transfer beat in January with the Athletic Football Podcast. Listen for free wherever you get your shows and hit follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. The Athletic is the only place you can read articles by Daniel Taylor, Amy Lawrence, Phil Hay, James Pierce, Ollie Kay, and the very best football writers around. Arsenal Liverpool, Sunday at 4.30 on the BBC. Faced each other last month in the Premier League. It was 1 1. That was at Anfield. They're going to face each other in February 2. That seems like a lot of Arsenal Liverpool clashes and spare a thought for football supporters in 1980 who had to contend with not only Thatcher's Britain, but also four Arsenal Liverpool clashes in 19 days. Mm in what was arguably what was the longest semi-final ever played in the competition, probably. Probably not. I mean, there probably is a stat out there. Yeah. But I don't know if that's something but you argue. The, the <laughs> most replays you ever had was six, but I think Yeah, that wasn't a semi-final. No. Arsenal had five games against Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, did they? All um, right. And that wasn't a semi-final either, Not a semi-final. I mean, it does seem baffling to the modern mind that you, you just keep going, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then they'd like, wouldn't they toss coins to see where, after you've done a... One each, you then tossed the coin. You know, who got to host the next? And then sometimes they do like a neutral. Well, no, because uh, they they were on neutral ground in those days, the semi-finals, of course. So no, no, know. I'm just talking about replays in general. Oh, replays kept, in general, you know, right? Yeah. And well, it's, penalty shootouts just not a thing then. Yeah. No, yeah. I think no. wasn't. When it, did the penalty shootout come? I think from? the first one in a semi-final was the Liverpool Portsmouth one. I think was that quite possibly. But I mean, penalty shootouts were around before penalty then, but they were into football in, in 1970. Because Penenko is in the 70s, isn't it? Yes. The first European Cup one was at Everton in like 1970 ish. Mm. Um, but well, yeah, well, the FA Cup was a bastion of, of tradition. Right. Out. But I mean, there could be, if this game's a draw, then there's another game. So that would be four games between yeah. these two in little over a month. Three months. Well, well, I mean, six weeks, because it's right at the beginning of February. And oh, I see. That, that well, game no. was late December. The first game was late December. Yeah, You're so it would, right, it would be a very, I mean, you, you do get that from time to time. I mean, it reminds me of talking to Spurs as well, that early 1999, them and Wimbledon, they yeah. played Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup, FA Cup, League Cup. Uh, so that's five games in the space of a month. Yeah. That there must was, have been brutal. That there was... Um, Can we play you every week? Yeah, yeah. Yes. They literally so Having to play that, you know, Wimbledon over and over again. In January 2004, Arsenal and Middlesbrough played each other four times in the Premier League, two League Cup semis. Uh, yeah, the two legs of the League Cup semis and the FA Cup. So wow. three competitions. It's too much. Games, one it's month. not good. It's not baseball where that's the point you play a team. What, like what happens as well is that the sort of batter grounds really get yes. drawn and you get these individual duels. Where footballers footballers have long memories anyway, okay? A lot of footballers that I played with and against would remember the time that that player nobbled them a year mm. ago and they would seek revenge. But obviously when everything's so much fresher, it, it can make the games certainly a lot more feisty. So what... What feistiness do you think will be lingering over from uh, the clash at the end of towards the end of December, um, the one-one draw at Anfield? No, I don't think that. I can't remember too too much going on in that game. Any? I mean, th- there's a bit of resentment from Arsenal's end about the state of the pitch. Clearly, Liverpool's players yeah. had different studs on to, to Arsenal's. They'll uh, dry it out as, I mean, uh, as payback for that wet pitch. Yeah, I would like. I would love it if Arsenal were to to enter into sort of. Similar levels of shithousery ahead of this one, just just for giggles, really. But really? yeah, but they, they shouldn't need to do that. You know, they, they should be able to go out there and, mm. and, and win the game. It's a big game. I mean, big the, game for do us. Do you feel they're the better side then, Adrian? Well, not not on recent form. Mm. Um, no, on recent form, Liverpool are stronger. But but yeah, I think Arsenal are as good as Liverpool. And in a way, it's a more important game, I think, for Arsenal this time around. Arsenal, this, this Arsenal team needs a trophy. Mm. I think that much is clear. Liverpool, there's less pressure on that. They've achieved trophies already as, as, as a... I as mean, Arteta's has already won this competition. He them. has, but a lot of these players were, yeah, weren't complete, involved. Yeah. yeah, that was a weird team and four mm. years ago. Okay. Yeah. Also, Liverpool, I mean, four years now? Yeah, COVID, 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 final, it was the COVID yeah. final, yeah. Mm. I mean, Liverpool also have the, a League Cup semi-final yeah. just after this. So yeah. even in the immediate term. But I think with that, like what rivalries lingering over, I mean, Trent, I always feel he likes playing against Arsenal. There's a bit of needle there. You remember with Xhaka, mm. the pushing and shoving last season, obviously he and Trent was brilliant in that game in December, but yeah. missed that big chance. Zinchenko, big game for him. Mm. I mean, obviously no Salah this time. Will Zinchenko be fit? 
Well, it wasn't sure. thought to be serious what he was out with, but he's one of the. He is often carrying things, so I, I guess. Well, look, we'll one thing I think you can almost guarantee here is that Arsenal will go strong. I think there is absolutely no reason for them to rest players. They don't have a game until well, I don't never rest players anyway. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah that's true. I mean, for cup games, you know that he has, but not here. I think Arsenal need a confidence-boosting performance because that was their worst by some distance against Fulham. Really disappointing. They have to bounce back. They have to show the fans that, that they've got a plan B. That they've got a bit more variety to their game. I think he plays the A team. But and it kind of exposes though. I think the biggest issue have the biggest issue Arsenal have. People fixate with Arsenal on the need for a striker, or whatever. The problem they have is the kind of backup front three. Their backup front three is Trossard and Ketia and Reese Nelson. That is not a particular like the, their first choice front three is really really good. And I know people at the moment are saying they're a bit off form. Yeah, maybe they are a bit off form. <clears> but that's because they can never be rested because mm. there aren't those alternatives both from the start. But even midway through a game, you need a goal. You're let's say you know sixty minutes. We saw it at Anfield. You're weakening quite substantially your starting eleven with your changes. And that's Not where, so much Trossard, but those mm, other two are yeah. just a way off uh, Jesus and Saka. And that's where Liverpool have been so strong this season. Totally. They can bring on, you know, it could be Gakpo, Nunes, it could be whoever. And they, yeah. Yeah. Same as City. They've Both of those two teams have a kind of rotating carousel of six really good forwards. Mm. Arsenal just don't have that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I can accept that. I, I just think that from a tactical point of view, Arsenal need to mix it up. They've become a yeah. little bit too too samey. Maybe not. This is the type of game that won't be a factor because it will be attacking. Liverpool will come at Arsenal. Arsenal will go at Liverpool. It's it's when Arsenal come up against the sort of lower block teams that they're they're being sort of double marked at the moment. They've got to got to find a different way. I think this game might suit Arsenal, and I expect it to be a, a, an absolute belter. Excellent. Will Gabriel Jesus be available? I hope so. Good. Yeah, and if he is. I think he's got to play. And this is the other thing about this striker search. If Arsenal were to get a number nine this month, and I don't know, they have to be creative to make it happen. But if they were to get one, it then gives them the option to use Jesus as a wide forward as totally. well. And Because I want Jesus in the team. Jesus, I, I, Jesus is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I think people, it's a bit like if a goalkeeper plays out, and makes one error, everyone's going to go mad at him because it's so unconventional. With Jesus, because he doesn't score loads of goals, it's very easy, unless you watch him and the team closely, to ignore the unbelievably good things he does. Mm. Like, I find the way Jesus is talked so about, strong. like, he's so strong. He puts in such a shift. He's brilliant at linking things up. He just isn't a prolific goal scorer, which is fine. And that's why you need other players... Kind of which, you know, which Arsenal had last season. Exactly. It didn't matter. Yeah. You know, when, when Jesus came into the team and Arsenal won 12 out of their first 14 games to go top, Jesus was the best player in that team. That was top of the league by a distance. You, you just need the other players to step up, which they're not. I think as well, something that hasn't really been mentioned is with Arsenal because Declan Rice has been so good, but Thomas Partey being out is just a massive loss for them. He, he is so important. I think because he tailed off a bit at the back end last season, kind of forgotten how good he was in the first half and again he was crucial to them and you talk about something different just having someone who can play those progressive passes from deeper areas I think otherwise Arsenal can as we saw against Fulham they're just passing it side to side and it, it's so much easier to defend mm. Alrighty Liverpool of course without Mo Salah mm. but you know other options are available so we'll see how that all pans out 4.30 Sunday afternoon Arsenal will be turning out in an all white kit for the 30 running in the FA Cup third round. This is to raise awareness of the No More Red campaign to tackle youth violence. That's an excellent uh, initiative. Although I imagine those shirts, will they still say visit Rwanda on the sleeve? <laughs> I think, but you can barely read anything that's on it, even the number and the, and the name. But yeah, they probably do. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it even stretches to the match day show, of which I'm on, the breakdown Are you going to be wearing? I've been told to wear non, definitely don't wear red. And, and right. you know, if I can wear white, wear right. it. I, I, I'm not going to wear a white trouser, though. I think that's taken it too far, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. well, that's Liverpool's thing in the FA Cup, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Cream. Mm. <laughs> Cream. Uh, excellent. All right. Uh, what else then this weekend? You've got the holders, Manchester City, taking on Darren Moore's Huddersfield, a fixture that will remind fans of City's 10 1 victory. It's White. The 10th is there for the taking. It's going to be a hat trick for David White and 10 for Manchester City. Last time an English team scored 10 in a game. Is that right? Is that the last time? Oh. This is November 1987. Uh, it was in the second tier back at Main Road. 
10-1 against Huddersfield. What was number one back then? You win again by the Bee Gees. Not for Huddersfield. Yeah. So little time, we do nothing but compete. Mm. The uh, Bee Gees sang. And unfortunately, mm. Huddersfield just didn't. Will no. they this time? Also, no. <laughs> <laughs> really? They've got, I mean, it sounds like a tall order, not just because of the precedence, but uh, they have a manager who has defied the odds in spectacular fashion in other knockout games of late. I'm thinking, of course, of Sheffield Wednesday against yeah. Peterborough. Yeah, Darren Moore, yeah, he's in charge of, of Huddersfield. They are a really defensive team. Ah. They kind of, I think they might play 5-5-0 in this game. Um, they, they had two up front in the last game, but both were wingers. So I'd imagine it could be like a strikerless formation. They, <laughs> they have very little possession. Against Leicester, which was their last match, mm. they had about 25, 26% of the ball. Ooh. So here against Manchester City, I don't know, has anyone ever had 90% of possession in a game? No. We could get towards that level. It could be 85 upwards. I think 84-ish is the highest I've ever seen. Really? It so. yeah, wouldn't surprise me if that got broken. Wow, look out yeah. for that. Magic I of the cup. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that 10-1, anyone? I remember seeing the goals on St. and Greaves and being right. really excited because even at a young age, I realised that 10 in a game, yeah. I didn't think I'd still be here now waiting for it. Yeah, waiting if for you've it, been told then. Yeah. Jamie Vardy's going to do what? Against yeah. <laughs> Give up. Uh. Uh, also on Sunday, you've got West Brom facing Aldershot. Adrian, you already told us all about that. You didn't mention the fact that Shots manager uh, Tommy Widrington, uh, formerly of Southampton, has a son who's a dancer on Strictly. Mm -hmm. Apparently so. Yeah, I'm go. not not an avid viewer, but yeah. Okay. It's called Kai, apparently. That's correct. I wonder if the Strictly fans don't quite see what he's bringing to the performance. But, um, yeah. What? Like, it's uh, gone over my head. Kai Havertz. <laughs> Explain. It's a Kai Havertz reference. Oh, Havertz. Right, okay. Uh, Is he a misunderstood dancer? Yeah, 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 exactly. West <laughs> find a role for him. Yeah. West, West Ham. Just walks um, in through defences. West Ham, Bristol City. That's uh, on Sunday as well, I think. Yeah. Could be intriguing or not, given the way West Ham were on Tuesday against Brighton? I think it could because Kudus is out. Okay. And Pakatar is out, oh. injured. Mm. So that's two of the magic three. So it just leaves Bowen. And you, you saw against Brighton, they weren't quite as effective, West Ham. So First team this season not to score against the Seagulls. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. They're still a decent team, Brighton. But but yeah, no, there's a chance here for Bristol City. I saw them recently at Hull. I like the manager. Liam Manning is their mm. manager. Um, he did a brilliant job at MK Dons. He also did well at Oxford and was poached earlier this season for, for Bristol City. And I saw him, I spoke to him after the game, and he's impressive. He's kind of understated, but clearly a really bright coach. Mm. And what he wants from his team is uh, a little bit of bravery, a little bit of sort of uh, adventure. Um, so I think they'll go for it. Okay, nice. That is a very 38-year-old yeah. EFL manager phrase book, though, isn't it? Yeah. That is. And he's got a guy that you know very well, um, Memetti. And it's Memetti, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Albanian Messi, Messi yeah. yeah. Um, he's very <laughs> he exciting. Um, yeah, he's a good player. And he's actually, uh, he's come into the team since Manning took over. I think they've become a lot more progressive. And I think that was kind of why they made the change, is they were pretty functional under Pearson. And... You know, Bristol City, there's a piece in The Athletic this week about hmm. the biggest, who are the biggest club never to win a major trophy. Is it Bristol City? Well, I think Palace and Fulham have mm. got, a, perhaps Watford have got a bigger shout, but Bristol City obviously haven't been in the top flight for quite a while and, you know, eventually you think they will get up. I think they're the right. biggest club never to play in the Premier League. Got yeah. To got, got to be. Mm. Yeah. I think it's them or Preston. Well, Bristol's certainly the biggest town not never to have. It's, it's a that... really good stadium they've got now. Mm. You know? it was, it's, 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 they're, they're ready, but they just, they've got a very young team and they're not... I mean, they've got a very rich owner, but the, the owner has pumped a lot of money into the infrastructure around it. And now the question is, is he, is he going to... To put the money into the into the team again, and yeah, at the moment that he's not working with a great deal, he's working with a lot of promising young players, uh, Liam Manning. But okay. should be a good cup tie. He um, he began his manager career with young players at West Ham, uh, doing the under 23s for the Hammers. Yeah, that did. was a while back. Yeah, uh, very good. Also in action this weekend, Spurs, as Charlie was mentioning earlier on, last year's runners up, Man United will be off at Wigan. That's on Monday night. And other things too. We'll touch on some of those things next. 
If your New Year's resolution for 2024 was to find the best Newcastle United podcast on the planet, then boy, do we have a treat for you. I'm Taylor Payne, host of Pod on the Time, the Athletics' dedicated tune podcast. Twice a week, I'm joined by the Brains Trust of George Coggan and Chris Woff as they bring you everything you need to know from in and around St James Park. You won't get this kind of coverage anywhere else. Listen for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all the usual places and make sure to hit follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. We're all driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You can use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. According to their own survey, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. Remember the last time you were hiring and how slow and overwhelming it was? Well, you don't need to go through all that again. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent. And because you listen to The Totally Football Show, Indeed is going to give you a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash totally. That's I-N-D-E-E-D.com slash totally. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed at Indeed.com. We're sponsored for this episode of The Totally Football Show by Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform helping you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, which is up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. Plus, you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. And what's more, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 support is there to help your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Now, because you listen to The Totally Football Show, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash totally, all in lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash totally to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash totally. You're listening to The Totally Football Show with James Richardson, the Football Content Awards International Podcast of the Year. Oh, don't look now, Nottingham Forest fans, but there's talk of another points penalty in the year in the Premier League. And Forrest, not surprisingly, having signed, what, 42 players since the start of last season, are reportedly at most risk of being charged uh, for a breach of the Premier League's financial fair play rules. Ooh. Uh, Everton also, there's talk of possibly a second penalty for them, but no for wor- further word on that. keep taking 10 points off yeah. Everton just as they get out of the relegation zone. <laughs> just keep it, was it the, the Brennan Johnson sale to Spurs, actually, yeah. was... was is there big argument here mm. that I think Forrest is saying, look, we did all we can to get within the, you know, the permitted limits by selling him at the last minute. Right. But it was beyond the last minute, I think, yeah. is the issue. They yeah. sold him on the 31st and it was the I 30th. Think, yeah. I think there but, is a period know. where they where they fell foul of the rules. It depends how strictly that the, the authorities want to. Well, judging know, by the Everton it. precedent. Yeah. Uh, Everton had it the other way around with it because they sold Richarlison. In oh, that yeah. window, just right. just no, at the no. end of June, and they felt they didn't get as much as they could have or should have done if they'd done what Forrest had done and waited two months mm. or three months. Everything's appeal against the ten. Two months. When where what kind of time frame is there on that? Not sure. Mm. Not sure. What the I mean, is on that. Yeah, it could happen any time or not. Well, I mean, what we don't want, what we don't want is uh, <laughs> summer plans inconsistency. To be yeah. yeah. What, what I did read was that there will be a decision by April okay. I mean, on this. So a punishment, if there is one, will be meted out this season. Mm. So, you know, Forest fans have got to hope Good. it goes their way. That's something I'm sure you touched on on football cliches, uh, meted. Yeah, I was just the thinking fact, that. It's the that, only yeah. time you'll ever use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a 
It's quite an odd one, that. Yeah. Meted mm. out. Mm. You rarely hear it these days. Yeah, unless in this context. Mm. But even then. Really? I'm not sure. I've, I've used yeah, it myself it in much. years. I don't yeah, know where it exactly, came from. Yeah. Yeah. Handed out is more common, I'd say now. Yeah. Handed S- Slapped with a... Yeah, that's another <laughs> one. I think meted was very much le mot juste. Uh, Middlesbrough taking on Aston Villa. Oh, we should mention that Forest hosts Blackpool Sunday in the FA Cup. Tangerine's currently boasting the talents of Jordan Rhodes, who producer Charlie nominates top scorer in League One. Well, the, the figures kind of back him up for that. Is he good, Adrian? Well, he's, 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 top he's, scorer in League yeah, One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he, he can so. score goals. But like, he's, he's not. He's not at his peak. I think he's past his best. But yeah, Blackpool are very attacking side. So right. um, yeah, I think they'll take it to Forest. Um, mm. Whether they're good enough or not, we'll have to wait and see. We will. Mm. Similar story for Barra Aston Villa, which is the second managerial meeting between Michael Carrick and Unai Emery. Can you remember the first? Well, it must have been in that December 2021 period. Well, very Carrick good, Charlie. Did a yeah. few games. Cham- I mean, Champions League late group stage. It was severe in the Champions League, yeah. Oh, sorry, Villarreal. Villarreal it was yeah. Villarreal in the Champions League, and Carrick's Man United won 2 0 away there yeah. at the. Uh, oh, Ceramica. yes, I do remember that. Yeah, Sancho either scored or was involved in a kind of counter attack second. Ooh. I'm pretty sure, yeah. All right, it was Villarreal who went on to reach the semis. Emery, who was in charge, of course, of the Yellow Submarines that day, has a real reputation as a cup manager, not least for his exploits in the Europa League, but his domestic cup record with Villa. Reads a surprising play three, lost all three. Last season, he was in charge when Villa got done by League Two, Stevenage. Mm. Yeah, they've lost uh, in this third round for five straight seasons. Really? Aston Villa, yeah. So uh, they're kind of due a cut run. I've got to say, Borough at the moment yeah. are a little bit light on bodies. They've got so many players injured at the, at the minute. Um, they're not going to meet... Middlesbrough at their best, in okay. my opinion. Borough also have uh, themselves a League Cup mm. semi-final coming up next yeah. week. Yeah, so yeah, I would imagine being in a semi-final, they would prioritise that, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah, they pick pick the strongest available players there. So, yeah, I think Carrick might have to rotate here, and he doesn't have a lot to play with anyway. So, I, I think Villa have got a great chance of progressing. Really, I don't think it'll be a big priority the FA Cup for either team this season. I feel like Villa, you know, they'll prioritise the league run. And they're in Europe as well. Uh, sorry, they'll prioritise the league and they're in Europe as well. But yeah, you'd expect them to get through this one. What about Crystal Palace? Everton, Duncan, Hodgson, Dyche. That's all. Yeah. Um, well, as Charlie mentioned earlier, Everton, they could do with a, something to take the mind off the, uh, the points deduction. And mm. it's, again, like Spurs, a long time since they... Um, I was just thinking Villa, you know, a team with, people will say, great FA Cup history, but they've won it seven times, which sounds good. But six of those came before 1920. So, you know, and I think, I think, yeah, Palace, again, another team that have got to the uh, the final a couple of times, lost to Manchester United. So I think it's it's kind of that eternal thing, isn't it, where some some Premier League teams will sort of sack off this game, these games. But if you can get to the final and win it, it's actually pretty... Pretty good. If you can get to the FA Cup final and win it, <laughs> yeah, break it. Why not? Elise so <laughs> <Why not? laughs> <laughs> 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 the boy, isn't he? With Palace, well, isn't he? Yeah. I thought he is. He not injured? Oh, he sure. Is, yeah. I think. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so he's going to miss this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know that he's been <laughs> talked about with the move to Manchester United. Mm. I think <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but I think he could find a better team than Manchester United. Even he could go even better than that. Mm. Elise, I think he's, he's brilliant. I think yeah. he's brilliant. Yeah, class act. All right, United themselves will be away at Wigan on Monday night. Wigan are currently playing in League One. Their manager, Sean Maloney, again, producer Charlie, uh, citing yeah. the wonderful goal he scored for April Wigan against 2012. Oh, Maloney might just get his shot away. He does! Sean Maloney and Wigan are rewarded for their excellent effort so far. It was in that run when it looked like United had the league sewn up mm. and then they dropped those points. That oh. game... They drew with Everton and they right. lost to City to kind of let City back in. Lovely goal, curling from the edge of the box. Mm. Excellent. Well, he won't be on the field this time around. <laughs> it's the Marshall Derby, you know that? 
Is and, it? Yeah. Anthony Marshall, obviously, for Man United. Don't know yeah. if it'll be fit. Probably not. Um, but they've got a Marshall of their own. Is Marshall he... Endo. Oh, okay. Not um, related. Uh, no, no. Right. Marshall Godo. He's uh, right. on loan from Fulham. Left back. But he's doing really well. I think he scored three. Got three assists in only 11 starts. So, look, it's a banana skin type game, isn't it, for Manchester United? Wigan aren't brilliant, I've got to say. They're, they're not. They're the sort of well, lower mid-table in League One. They're but they've had a points form. deduction. So. Yeah, but they're, they're not in great form. Coming, no, they're not in great form, but they, the do, they try and play it in the right way. They get it down. <laughs> so. They've got loads of well-known forwards you, you, or some players that, that you might know. Charlie White, do you remember him? Um, he's a good, Josh McGuinness from Northern, Northern Ireland. Callum McManaman oh, is yeah. even still there. He's still there. Well, he's gone back there. Right, yeah. Uh, the Callum McManaman final of 2013. That's it, yeah. So there'll be a few players that you recognise. Was it? Oh, he was brilliant that day, yeah. Mm. Was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He kind of, uh, was it Zabaleta who got sent off? He just couldn't, yeah, he, he he was couldn't deal with him. And more recently as well, I mean, they they beat Manchester City uh, 2018, I think it was, uh, when City were going for the quadruple at the yeah, time. Yeah, it's shown in all or nothing. Yeah. The only bit of drama in the Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, they've got pedigree for beating Manchester clubs in recent times in the FA Cup. Very nice. Very nice. Monday night. We'll see if they can do it. Ooh, oh, We've got can... a stat on Monday night. Okay. Yeah. For this, yeah, I'm sure Duncan might know this, but for fans <laughs> of day of the week football. Yeah. Okay. Right, Why don't you ask him? See how for deep Duncan is. Do you know this? You're across this? I don't know. Wow. Wigan have won their last five FA Cup games played on a Monday night. There wow. You go. Coincidence? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's why they love it on a Monday night. They do. Under the lights of JJB. Yeah. Rest of the week to come. All right. Well then, Charlie, so that I, I'm not sure we've set you up enough for your chat with Anne mm. ahead of Burnley, the game there. He'll be asked, I'm sure, about how much the Spurs fans want a cup run because, as you were pointing out, they were the most successful FA Cup side yeah. and, and now they're most certainly not. It does feel overdue and it has been a bit of a sticking point in recent years. I mean, it was one of the very few things that, some fans disagreed with Pochettino about. Yeah. Pochettino, understandably, you know, given at that time they had a, you know, a smaller budget, smaller squad than their rivals and they were going for the league, the Champions League and getting top four was so important, you know, to Spurs' kind of um, short-term future. Mm. But the perception was that he didn't really care about the Cups and, you know, would play weekend teams, et cetera, et cetera. There were some, there are still some team selections he made the wine Spurs fans up. He played Michelle Vorm, who's the second choice keeper in the, in the last time Spurs got to the semi-final of the FA Cup. He didn't play great. He played Son at left wing back the previous year against Chelsea. He played a completely rotated team against Colchester in the League Cup mm. a couple of months before he was sacked. Right. I mean, the good news is that Antipas can't, can't really rotate. Thing. Well, it, yeah, genuinely. And, it's, and, you know, they've got then nine days before they play United. Right. And then two weeks after that, um, before their next league game anyway. So it's not like they're in a massively congested period. They they do have injuries, obviously, but they've got players coming back. So I, th I think he should and, and will go pretty strong. Okay. If they do go deep in this competition, will they do another cup single, another FA Cup song, do you think? Who knows? Does those anyone make those? have gone out of fashion no, a bit, haven't not they? Really. I, think it's, I, th I think Wigan might be the last team to have done one when they got to final. And how did theirs go, Duncan? I can't remember. I mean, come on, there's limits. I'm from Wigan, me. I'm honest as can be No, I'm not one to tell a lie Cross my heart, hope to die I think that might be... No, Arsenal did one in 2014. Did they? Yeah, really bad one, with players did involved. They? Yeah. That's the thing, you don't really get the player buying now, they? Were, yeah, I think though, I seem to remember like Mertesacker uh, sort of giving it some. BFG, right. was that <laughs> mentioned? I don't know if it was mentioned in the song. Okay, um, I'm I'm not sure that that was their FA Cup song, by the way. So Latics fans, if, if I've <laughs> gone with the wrong Wigan song, but it features Dave Whelan on the chorus. Well, that's, so yeah, I feel like it probably is. But okay, so apart from Spurs, who mm. obviously have brilliant FA Cup songs, uh, courtesy of Chaz and Dave, most notably. Yeah, who, yeah, but, yeah. yeah what Manchester United had a few. Yeah, Come on, you Reds, the status quo. Oh, we quo. Yeah, yeah. why was that? That was ninety. Is that the 94 one? Yeah, I think so. Right. Then Arsenal, Why your remember agent did I think one stuff. of Status Quo was a Man United fan. Oh, okay. Your sort of era. I can't remember it. <laughs> but but you, I think what we've lost, what we've lost <laughs> is 
it's players in that era. It was really exciting for them, you know, to go yeah. and mm. go into a recording studio to go on top of the pops. It's, I don't Wear think, a suit. What, was it though? Because I remember uh, was it John Barnes talking about World in Motion and mm. like he basically said they were offered the chance to take part in it. Yeah, and like four of them turned up. Yeah, and, like yeah. everyone else went to the pub. And that was with New Order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's a bit in Peter Hook's book about the, the day they're actually recording the song, and I think it was Gaza, Beardsley, a few others that were there, mm. John Barnes. And had a rap off, didn't they? And the players were already hammered, and they didn't even want to sing. So a lot of the um, England in the background that you think is the players is actually the members of New Order doing it. So, mm. yeah. But it was a fun day out for players, whereas I don't think now, you know. Not a fun day out. But it should be brought back. Fun it should be brought in their contracts, back. doesn't it? If yeah. we get to a... I mean, Wickham, Wickham, once, Wickham Adrian, once recorded um, mm. The Wanderer, you know, that song. Yeah. Um, before Dion. It. Huh? I think it was Dion. Well, anyway, I can't remember. It was before a Wembley appearance. Yeah, no, I'm talking about Dion, the, the Wanderer. They call me The Wanderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Dion, I think. Is it? There's very... There's very <laughs> well, no, the, the, the reason I yeah. ask it is because they weren't allowed to release it because Michael Jackson owned the rights to it. What? And Dion, he, the Wanderer, yeah. Wow, yeah. 1961. Well, it was subsequently snapped up. By Michael Jackson? Yeah, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow the song to be released. Jeez. So maybe that's another... There's no statue of Michael Jackson outside Wickham's ground, whatever it's called. No, no. I can confirm Or of that. Dion. No. Sadly, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, Adrian. We did have Dion Dublin on Lights, so maybe. To do, but uh, I was just going to say, uh, Duncan was talking about how much fun it was. I know it didn't turn out the best for you, but mm. did you look forward to those FA Cup fixtures? Did you? Was oh, it definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. It, it was particularly when I went down the leagues oh. and I played for sort of South End and I went into the National League with Stevenage and, and whatnot. It was um, yeah, real buzz and the games. The games were always played at a faster tempo. It mm. really was like a cup final. It, there was an extra five or ten percent that every team involved in it seemed to find in a cup game. You, you, believe it or not, you have bigger crowds in the the lower down you go when it gets to FA Cup than you do in league games. It it mattered more, and really? uh, yeah, I did love playing in them. Just um, yeah, never never had those memorable runs, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Who, what was the biggest club you ever drew when you were in the? Uh, oh, uh, when I was at Margate, we played Cardiff City. Did you? Yeah, oh. I played Cardiff City. That was quite good. Um, gave them a run for their money, but in the end, yeah, got beat. Got beat in the second half. I think three mm. nil or three one. So yeah, nothing, nothing too major. When you're playing, when you're in those O League teams mm. playing against it, what what do you because. Th- Sometimes it can be hard to pick out exactly what it is that separates. Yeah. Kind of the, what, what, yeah. what was it for you that sort of stood out? Yeah, uh, movement, I think. Yeah, when you, <laughs> you play against a, a team that's clearly better than you, suddenly, you know, it's it's the way they shift the ball quickly and then you've got players popping up in different positions mm. on the, you know, on the back of your shoulder, players rotating positions. That, that was the big thing that I, I used to notice against the, 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 the better teams. And yeah, just... It was the way they knocked the ball around, really, because, I mean, things have changed a little bit now, but if you're in the National League, when I was playing, there wasn't a great deal of possession football yeah. and uh, you, you saw a clear difference there. One, we would be pretty direct. They would be the opposite. And, uh, yeah, they could tie you in knots if, if, if you weren't on it. Wow. There you go. Message there for any of the plucky sides looking to spark an upset this weekend. Meet <laughs> out some punishment, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, get to, physical. Uh, yeah, make it make it a scrap. That's always the message. Is it okay? Yeah. Very good. Lovely stuff, Adrian. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure for today. And Duncan and Charlie, also producer Charlie and Liam, also there in the booth, getting this ready for our YouTube channel. That's right, the Totally Football Show. So many subscribers, so many tuning in to uh, to see how the magic happens. Mm. There'll be more magic on the way. Is there still magic? I and think there always is. If you believe, little magic can <laughs> happen in your life, Duncan. <laughs> um, I certainly feel that way about Sunday's show. I think we're doing Sunday night. Is that right? Producer Charlie's nodding. We'll be rounding up all the FA Cup action up to that point. Fresh off the back of Arsenal-Liverpool. So, yeah, do join us for that. For now, from all of us here, it's goodbye. You've been listening to The Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. 
Discover bonus video content by searching for The Totally Football Show on YouTube and see the very latest subscription offers at theathletic.com slash totally. The Athletic.